Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, my guest is Ilan Sudberg, CEO of Alchemist Labs. If you want to see the full video of our conversation, you can do that on the Supply Side YouTube channel. Hi, everybody. I'm John Benninger. Welcome to Catching Up. And today we're going to be catching up with good friend and industry colleague, Alan Sudberg from Alchemist Labs. Alan, how are you doing? Doing great, John. How are you? I'm doing fine, man. It's good to see you. Uh, normally, I would have seen you at Expo West here uh, several times, I'm sure. But obviously, that's when a lot of this started to hit and uh, we didn't get to do that. So it's nice to catch up. Appreciate you being here. Likewise. It's an honor. Thank you. Uh, before we get started, how are you? How's the family? How's uh, all the fine people there at Alchemist? Uh, everyone's good. I mean, uh, we're missing our remote staff. We've got one third offsite just to reduce exposure. And anyone who's in that uh, sort of sensitive um, demographic is at home. Um, obviously, I can't send my chemist home with expensive machines. So I still have the the people entering samples and people testing samples on site. And I'm here uh, with my father. Uh, just kind of holding the fort down and making sure morale is is um, is up. So, um, and on the personal level, everyone at home is perfectly fine. Um, I've got two little kids, not really in school yet, so not too uh, impactful as far as the the all the school shutdown and everything. And my wife is uh, enjoying the 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 time with the kids as well. So, yeah, we're getting through it. You know, you take each day as it comes, and and we figure it out. But uh, I loved right from the beginning of all this. Uh, you are very clear. It's even on your it's on your email signature. It's on your website. Uh, we are here. The lab is open, and we are planning to stay that way. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, when it all first came down. It was a little scary. Uh, we know we're a tiny, tiny, tiny company. My competitors, uh, our revenue is their balance sheet rounding error. You know, um, so you know, a few weeks off or a month off is could be catastrophic to my little company. So when we were uh, deemed essential um, by the government, and as well as some, several of our clients quickly wrote and said, "We need you to stay open. We rely on you and your your work." Um, it was a breath of uh, relief, um, at least that you know we can remain open. And then, of course, how to do it safely, which is the next challenge, which we're still in. You know, um, uh, that was the next uh, scary part of this. But here we are. We're still in. This is what week seven or eight or seventy-five. I don't know. Something. I'm not sure. I'm losing track of time myself. <laughs> right. um, but but yeah, so let's chat about that a little bit. The types of things that you've had to figure out to, yeah. uh, you know, keep people safe while you're functioning. Yeah. Uh, chat a little bit with us about uh, how uh, how you've uh, managed through this. Yeah. So fortunately, we just moved in this, just like two years ago, moved in this big facility with lots of extra room for more people and more stuff, and um, that allows us to remain open with the current staff, and um, practice the social distancing required, even in the lab. Uh, we move some balances around so that people can use them to, uh, next to each other, but within the six feet. All of the cubes are within about six feet. Our break room is adequate for a good-sized amount of people keeping their distance. Um, we're all wearing masks. Uh, I got so many masks on my desk. There's more masks, from, and we give them out every few days. To, yeah. Uh, so we're wearing masks. We are wiping down surfaces constantly with uh, isopropyl. We've got all the good chemicals here at the lab, so we can uh, kill anything. Um, so between those two things and social distancing, masks, and the, and the wiping down surfaces, I feel pretty confident uh, that we're going to make it through this okay. Um, on the other side of it, it does take one person to get sick to get everyone else sick to just kind of tear this whole thing apart. So we're, we're, 
I've made it very clear to the staff, like this is so important to to keep the rules um, with social distancing and, and, and everything here and then at home as best as you can, because it just takes one person to get sick at home to then come here and get everyone else sick. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's great that you're still open. The industry uh, needs your services, obviously. And uh, I want to chat about that a little bit with you, too. Uh, yeah. Since this whole thing started, uh, just curious about your view, your perspectives, what you're seeing in the marketplace um, with clients and yeah. uh, just in the industry in general. What, what are you seeing? You know, so uh, when the FDA put out their little press release about, um, hey, we're not going to be on the streets so much, uh, my quick response was that's a free pass for adulteration. And I got a little flack on that. But the fact is, adulteration has been around forever and it's not going away. Um, when the cops tell you where there's the DUI checkpoint, the DUI people don't drive there. When they tell you that there's no one at the stop sign, uh, give tickets for running stop signs, perhaps people will be running stop signs more. Um, so... Now the good news is we work for with some of the best companies in the in the in the industry, so they're already really careful about sourcing and quality of the materials. So we actually haven't seen a huge uptick in adulteration. We've seen a pretty um, healthy uptick in testing in general, um, but a small percentage of uh, on a bigger number is still a bigger number. So uh, you know, as our sales or as our tests increase, we will still see more um, more failures. Uh, and but like I said before, there's nothing. There's no red flags. Not all the elderberries failing. Not all the echinaceas failing uh, at this stage right now. We're just seeing a lot more of everything. A lot more rushes. Um, customers qualifying new vendors to quickly supply their materials. So it's pretty much normal for us here, uh, with just the exception of having for the first time ever a third of our staff is remote, which has been a fairly new experiment for us in all these webcams and Zoom calls. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear that you're not seeing. A, a huge uptick in adulteration. I know a lot of, I've expressed those concerns as well, especially around those materials that are in high demand right now. Right. That's what we tend to see these right. things happen. So it's great to hear, because you've got a, you have the perspective on this, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're your organization testing this stuff. Right. So that gives me some confidence and, and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned uh, companies needing to qualify vendors. I'm guessing that with the disruptions to the supply chain, whether yeah. it's stuff from China or India or domestic shipping, all, all of this stuff is being disrupted. Right. Uh, I think there'd be a, quite a bit of that going on where people are just trying to find what they need to yeah. make their products. Yeah, well, it started with tariffs. You know, the, the first uh, interesting challenge uh, in our industry was with the tariffs. And that really didn't do much from our standpoint, except for um, require our customers to at least look into other vendors. So there was some qualifying of new vendors prior to COVID and then COVID showed up and suddenly all of the materials were quickly sold and people are replenishing and not able to replenish as fast as possible. So then they are in turn also requalifying or qualifying new vendors. So we're seeing um, customers sending in two or three of the same materials, they're rushing them. That's been the big influx for us is a lot of rush tests. They need to get this tomorrow and we have pretty fast turnaround time already um, and people are still using our rush services. So that's wow. been pretty, pretty big for business lately. Yeah, you know everybody's trying to figure out how to how to get through this in the supply chain. Yeah, uh, we became so efficient with our supply chains. I think that now some companies might even be rethinking that a little bit. They still want to be efficient, but realizing that having some redundancy and, and resilience right. uh, when something like this disrupts it. Right. I think we're seeing more companies uh, doing that. Like you say, maybe they want to have three suppliers of a material yeah. instead of just one. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I was just telling someone else who's running a small business uh, as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, uh, an operator, you never, ever feel comfortable 
Uh, the finish line is never there. It's always constantly moving. And the moment you start feeling comfortable is when your your competitor jumps over you, or passes you by. And and so this has been kind of a wake up call for everyone uh, who is trying to uh, fulfill orders frantically. Uh, is that maybe we should have had two or three vendors qualified. Maybe we should have tested some more vendors in advance, uh, or even had relationships with the lab who can do that type of testing because we're getting you know still uh, new customers every week. Yeah. Um, trying to jump in this this game of quickly uh, replenish their supplies. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's trying to figure it out, and I'm sure they're leaning on you over there a lot right now. But it, it's great to hear that you're uh, functioning and and yeah, business absolutely. is strong. And I think our industry, when I think about the botanical industry and the dietary supplement industry in particular, um, seems like whenever there's been a, a crisis, and we've been around long enough to yeah. have been through a few of them, whether they're financial or, or whatever yeah. they are. Uh, this industry seems to do okay. Uh, people maybe yeah. just want to focus on their health, and yeah. um, that can be good for our business, even though it's not the reason we want it to, to be. I have, I have uh, data to uh, corroborate that. You know, we've been around for almost 24 years, and there's been an, uh, you know, an Eric Schneiderman's thing. There's been a DNA thing. There's been a housing crisis thing. There's been some of SARS and Mars and VARS and SARS, and in mm-hmm. um, each one of those instances, just like this one, where there's uncertainty in the planet. Um, Testing goes up. Uh, and I would, you know, what I understand is uh, sales in the herbs and dietary supplements go up, which equ- equ- um, equates to more testing. So it's kind of a funny place to be. You know, we're in no way happy that this is the current climate of the world in any way. Believe me, I, w- I want my beaches back. I'm in California. Um, and no, I didn't go protest. I sat at home and watched the protesters. But um, the fact is, we always do well when there's un- uncertainty in the industry or even in the in the world. Um, so we expect this surge to continue for a while. Um, and you know, the, the kind of, um, commentary behind it is that we have to test customer companies have to test more and they're spending more on, on the, 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 the products that they're making. And, you know, they're trying to figure out how to recoup their costs and all this. I mean, this is additional work that maybe they should have always been doing. Um, and the good news is I have a solution and my solution is to take the cost of quality and put it towards in the marketing category. And what I mean by that is to share from the mountaintops the high quality that is your product. Share the test results from the labs, share your labs, share every single step of the way that goes into making a good quality product. Uh, One, because the consumers wanna know, and two, your competitors can't because they're not. Um, If you can't brag about your project manufacturer and you can't brag about your lab, you can't brag about the results, then you need to um, reconsider some of your sources of materials. Um, Quality doesn't have to be a, a a painful line item in the PL. It could be uplift marketing um, just as much as anything else. You know, this is why to buy our product. This is why to why ours is going to work. I know we can't talk about that so easily, but you know, share that cost. Um, and not a lot of companies are doing that. And I think that's the that's one of the solutions to you know recovering your investment on this on all this uh, expensive testing that people have to do. Well, that's it. It is an investment and it's part of your brand story. And it's a great story, right? I'm a consumer. Consumers want to know where the stuff comes from. They want to understand uh, that it's high quality and it it is what it claims to be and and all those things. And you're right. All that documentation, all that uh, lab work, that's part of that story. And so I I would love to see more companies uh, sharing as much of that all the way through to the consumer as possible. Yeah. I mean, Guy has been doing it uh, as a, you know, as a leader in the category for a long, long time, Amazon dabbled at it. There's not too many others are doing it, which is what funny part is in California that cannabis does it all day 
on the recreational side, when you purchase a product, there's a QR code to a lab result, and they're proud about their labs, proud about the results. Uh, in this industry, it's somehow kept secret, and uh, I'm working really hard to help change that uh, as a standard. Um, you know, people talk about their sustainability, talk about um, organic and fair trade, but let's talk about what lab tested your materials and let's share the results, even if the consumers don't even have any clue what they're looking at. I think the option for the access of data is really important nowadays. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, it, 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 I've, always, I've wondered why companies don't do that more, because you're right, you brought up Gaia, that's a great story. They've been doing it, the Know Your Herb thing, they've been doing that for years. Yeah. And there, there are a couple of examples here and there, yeah. but it's not common no. practice. And I just really don't understand why. I have one I have one answer from someone I respect and trust, and they said they don't want to share their lab because they're worried if they do, everyone's going to go to that lab and make that lab busy and slow. And to that, I, I said, just, you know, bring it. Yeah. Let's, let's test it. Let's test that theory. Uh, the other answer is you don't want to share what lab you're using because you're using a crappy lab uh, or you're not proud of that lab or maybe the results aren't great. And you don't want to share those. Uh, I think it's a new paradigm to actually share share the results at that level at the consumer level. So, I mean, here's the thing, you already spent the money on it, right? Yeah. Cash in on it. Don't put it in the drawer of a mid-level quality control professional. Put it on your website under a page called quality and try to make more money from that investment. Absolutely. That's, that's what I'm pushing I me. I think we'll start to see more of that because it's something that consumers do want, whether it's yeah. lab results or wanting to understand how the farmers were treated wherever exactly. the cultural product was produced or right. all those details. Uh, right. People want that information. They want to take that into account. Uh, right. Especially when they're buying something for health. You right. Know. Um, yeah. It, it uh, Hopefully we'll see more of that. And hopefully, yeah, let's test that and see how busy they can make you over there, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to chat about something else I noticed on your website the other day. And got some information on there about hand sanitizer. Obviously, yeah. you know, hand sanitizer is one of those things that yeah. uh, is, uh, there's a supply crunch and all that. But something you don't really, there you go. Something you don't really think about all the time is how do you make sure that that hand sanitizer really is good and so you're doing testing of that material right yeah we actually opened up testing uh to the industry but uh my first um push was towards local uh there's a few distilleries uh local to us is one in long beach one in santa Ana, um, and i just reached out because they've um you know their sales are down you can't go there so easily and buy booze and so they're quickly re tooling to make hand sanitizer and I and they're doing this for the you know first responders or whatever mm -hmm. so I went off and re reached out to at least two of them and said hey I'll do the testing for free just because you're helping out and I don't have a lot I can do here at Alchemist Left to help out the COVID situation other than help people who are helping people that's um, kind of we're secondary in that so I reached out and uh, out of the two I reached out to one was extremely excited and is testing with us and we're doing free testing and uh, the other told me that it's not uh, required which they are incorrect um, and, you know, you can only do it so much hard selling to uh, yeah. someone who thinks they know everything. So that's out of my hands. Uh, but since that um, little blurb on our website, on our in our um, emails, we've been seeing a, a fair uptick in, in hand sanitizer testing. And it's very, very simple gas chromatography testing, alcohol content. It's, you know, pretty plug and play. So just trying to see any other opportunities we have to, you know, either help out in the industry or, you know, maybe grow a little bit in, with it. Yeah, and that, that's an important area too because same thing, you know, people are trusting this hand sanitizer. They're, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, it needs it needs to work. It needs to be the yeah. real deal. Yeah. Uh, so how do people have that faith again? Show them the lab results, right? Yeah, exactly. I used one yesterday, and it was it must have been you know ninety percent aloe because it just would not would not absorb, and I had to like wash it off to you to to you know it was obviously not alcohol. 
yeah. aloe with some alcohol or something like that. So just just goes to show you, just because you're buying it off the the internet or wherever. My, my inbox is full of hand sanitizer and masks right now, uh, deliver, you know, sales of that. So just like anything, trust is important. Um, when you lose trust, you can't get it back. Uh, it could be brand destroying, reputation destroying. So, you know, a good, good test behind a product is always important. And I said it before, I'll say it again, labs cost less than lawyers. <laughs> so, um, you know, a couple hundred dollar test is going to keep you out of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, don't we want to be putting out the best product we can put out? I, I think so. so yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it, uh, labs, so, you know, we do supply side. So we've been doing that for 25 odd years now. Um, and I just have to say that over the last three to five years in particular, from my perspective, right. uh, labs are the rock stars now. Um, people, for years, it was hard to get people to want to talk about that stuff. Right. And, Put on right. seminars and things at the trade show and right. get an okay crowd, but you know, not what I was hoping. Yeah. And that's that's really changed now. There's yeah. a lot of focus on the quality issue and the need for high quality labs, uh, which has got to be good for your business. Yeah. Uh, at the same time that it's good for the industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been growing steadily year after year. Um, there's been some interesting movements in the lab industry, as you can, as you're aware of. You know, big labs buying other big labs and. If I had taken up an opportunity to sell my lab five years ago, and I won't use names, I would have been bought and then sold, 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 and then shut down last year. Wow. Um, so, uh, you know, we're one of the biggest small labs remaining, uh, which is an interesting uh, sort of David and Goliath uh, situation we're in. Um, my last name is Sudberg. It was shortened from Sudberger, which is South Mountain Sheep Herders. So my people are sheep herders. <laughs> uh, so that's a, a funny um, parallel in there. But um, there is a place for little labs. There's a place for big labs. Um, you know, depending on the service you want and the and the turnaround you want, you can make those decisions. Um, but labs are definitely important. There's a lot more discussion of, about them in the industry. Um, I think they've always been sexy. So that's right. <laughs> one of my problems. I don't know. No, no, you, you're right. It just took everybody else a while to catch up. <laughs> so on your supply chain for you for running the lab, because you obviously have to get certain materials yeah. in you're using is that getting crunched at all or are things pretty smooth there with you getting the supplies you need to operate you know so far so far so good no no major issues um that we're aware of but uh, just a funny story on that back in the housing crisis when they were not making houses um that means they were not laying new carpet and new carpet is manufactured in a carpet manufacturing facility that produces a waste well the waste is acetonitrile which is very heavily used in the lab business it practically runs half of our machines. So because of the housing crisis, uh, no houses were being built, no carpet was being sold, no carpet was being made, and there was a massive shortage on a chemical in the lab, completely separate industry category, but it had a major impact on us uh, wow. in the lab business. We're not seeing that yet, um, but we're, we're, we learned from that experience and we have been uh, trying to sort of stockpile uh, essential solvents and, and um, test tubes and other things that we use on a regular basis, because that, that could cripple someone really fast if they can't, you know, if they can make what product you want, but if you can't get your bottles, yeah, your labels, then what are you going to do? So it's something we were, we're paying attention to closely. Yeah, this whole, uh, you know, we are so connected, this, this supply chain, and you're right, there could be something that happens in a completely separate industry somewhere right, right. that affects us. And I think yeah. that that's what a lot of people, what I'm, the conversations I'm having, a lot of companies are really asking themselves those questions about that, uh, yeah. trying to figure out how do I build in that redundancy and that uh, ability to not have one disruption right. in my supply chain basically right. put me into stall. 
you know. Well, you know, that speaks to even your choice as a for vendors, right? Um, having to make sure you have multiple vendors uh, qualified to supply your raw ingredients, but also labs. Uh, if you're going to one lab that does all the testing and, you know, they have a problem or let's say they have a computer breach or some sort of hacking situation. I know a lot of customers who were severely affected by a big lab's recent um, IT breach that was that shut them down for weeks. You know, it's a good reason why to have whatever um, choices there are in our lab, in our industry remaining, several yeah. labs qualified, audited, qualified, and maybe even make sure they have your methods uh, transferred from lab to lab. Yeah. Uh, the same kind of thing. Go ahead. Are, are you seeing much, uh, so the, the lab community, uh, you're seeing communication, collaboration there? Uh, are people trying to help each other out or is it more? No, I don't mean, I don't have any, I don't data points on either. There's no, um, there's no um, the major camaraderie. The little guys and I, we all talk, whenever a lab gets purchased, uh, we, we send our quick emails, oh, did you see that one go? And um, the big labs don't need the little labs, so they don't talk to us. Um, yeah, so there's not, there's not, I don't want to say that it's like a animosity or anything, but there's definitely not a, right. there's no family of labs in our industry. They don't, they really don't play well together uh, right. at all these days, except for the little ones. We all kind of trade samples back and forth for our centers of excellence, but uh, the big labs don't really um, play much with the little labs at all these days. <laughs> uh, what about with uh, the way you work with all of your customers now? I assume like me, you're on a ton of these whether it's Zoom or Teams yeah. or whatever other platform, yeah. but video call after video call, is that? Yeah, yeah, and we're insisting uh, on Zoom video calls. We've been using Zoom for a while, um, but, uh, and this is Teams, this works great, GoToMeeting as well, but um, we have tried to get as many video calls as possible, especially in the days where we can't meet people, shake hands, have them over to the lab. There's no hugs anymore, it's a strange time. As you know, I'm a hugger. Um, you know, we meet once and we're now hugging friends. Um, customers included, when they come to my lab, usually they end up uh, leaving after a big hug. But that's why I think these Zoom meetings are really critical, just to still see um, the face, facial expressions. I mean, you can't see anything behind these now. You can't see if I'm smiling or right. uh, or not smiling. So when you're at a chance to be with a customer, you know, if it's a phone call, that's one thing. Getting a face-to-face, -face, I think, adds a little bit more of a personal touch and builds that relationship a little bit faster. So um, even if I'm just doing a phone call to someone who works for me and my exec team, I, we just do a Zoom call instead. Just yeah. to, because ordinarily I'd walk out my door, walk over and say hi and right. interrupt them there. Might as well just interrupt them here, you know? Yeah, that's true. We're, we're doing the same thing. And, and um, it happened so fast, you know, when, when this all happened and we all had to work, start working from home, yep. uh, it was just the next day that suddenly yep. everything was video based. So. Right, right. Trying to yeah. keep those relationships alive. And, yeah. You know, we use we use the word social distancing, but I was on a webinar a few weeks ago, and one of the presenters used the term physical distancing, which I like more. Right. Because, right. Uh, I'm, if anything, I'm spending more time in some cases. That's right. You know, having a conversation like this, or with a yeah. group of people, whether it's a happy hour or a meeting or or what have you. So, uh, right. yes, we have to physically distance, but we don't have to socially right. distance. Right, it's a, good, it's a good phrase correction or term correction. It's, it is the truth because it is. We're actually. I think maybe we might be even socializing, not necessarily more, but differently. But physical still required. You know, the six foot uh, situation. And and to be honest, I don't know when when this. When it, maybe it's not going to turn off when it uh, dims. I'm not sure where we'll return to. You know, uh, whether hugs will be you know as prevalent as possible, or or we'll we'll all be wearing masks for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I don't know. I can't really predict at this yeah, moment. Yeah, you know, we don't have that kind of visibility yet into, into what this looks like. It'll be different. 
Yep. Um, but uh, what will that different be? Not really sure. Yeah. No, sure. no one knows. Yeah. 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 I, although I will say I am uh, I'm looking forward to getting together with some people when it can be done safely and, yep. you know, raising a glass or having a meal or, or yeah. whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's tough not to do that. So this yeah. is the next best thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you, I ask everybody this when, when I have folks on the show here, with everything going on and all of this uh, just uncertainty, in some cases fear, in some cases tragedy, you know, there's, there's yeah. a lot to, to deal with. Uh, yeah. How do you stay positive? What do you do to stay positive, to keep hopeful and, and uh, push forward? You know, I think um, realizing that we have enough uh, of mostly everything, you know, so you can always need more money, need more stuff, need more things. Um, but the fact is we, you know, when you take a step out and you realize we can't go out, we can't go to the movie, can't go to the restaurants, can't do all these things. And you realize what's important. Uh, the fact that I have a company that's open and I'm still employed and no one in my immediate family has been sick or, or is sick right now. I think that to me, with the exception of a Tesla Model X with ludicrous mode, it's all anyone can ever ask for <laughs> this time, you know? Right. <laughs> like just realizing what we have is enough and it always has been. And it makes you really think about what, what we really need uh, and what we spend our times seeking and, you know, being rude to each other over and all that stuff. It just, this, it feels like I'm living in a small town and I live in Long Beach. This is a big city with a lot of people, no one on the road anymore, no one's on the streets. Um, even if I go to a restaurant, there it's it's rarely populated. It's just a different time, and it feels like everything just slowed down um, to the point where I, we can maybe stop and enjoy, you know, a sunny day a little bit differently because we got nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> so I, I think you know that some positive things, as weird as it sounds, because you know, there's a lot of negative stuff going on with this whole situation right now that we have to deal with, obviously. But long term. I'm hopeful that some positive things will uh, come out of this and remain, whether it's that, you know, prioritization, what's really important and in, in yeah. thinking about that and family and friends and relationships. And um, that, that, that's my hope. And I'm right there with you that yeah. I think a lot of people are uh, having those conversations with their themselves and their families. Yeah. And I think some of that stuff is going to stick. Yeah. I've seen more people outside with their kids then I even realized we're in my neighborhood because, you know, I, I'm home four o'clock. I play with the kids in the front yard and we, you know, we see neighbors walking by, but now you go there and it's like, there's people that I didn't know had kids yeah. at daycare and they've been at work and then they come home, they do the, you know, the nighttime routine, they repeat. And now there's all these people that I didn't even know existed that when this dims or slows down or lifts, you know, I intend to socialize with more. So again, I just realizing what's important is your, your health, uh, sort of health and your wealth, I guess. Um, just being employed, just being grateful that we have jobs and paychecks and we are healthy. And that, that is it. I mean, that's, it does, there's not much more important than that right there yeah. at this moment. So everything else is, uh, I don't, I don't want to say frivolous, but kind of, you know, I mean, unnecessary. unnecessary. We, uh, in that hurried, uh, fast paced time, sometimes you're right. You lose focus of some of those things and maybe fill yeah. your time and, and fill your yeah. day with, things that yeah, when you look at you, you don't really need it you know right. well it kind of pulls you out of the race uh or feeling like constantly under siege of you know growing getting bigger getting more save more have more all this stuff it's like now that you can't do those things you just take a step back take a deep breath and realize you have it pretty good right now um and it changes your outlook on things 
that's not to say that once this uh, thing lifts, I'm not going to go out to every one of my restaurants, my favorite restaurants for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that weight I lost, but uh, cooking at home. I mean, man, I've never, we've never cooked at home this many times in a row ever, yeah. ever. And our kitchen looks like a commercial kitchen is just destroyed dishes and <laughs> it's just, it's just, a, it's insane. Yeah. But we're enjoying, uh, you know, eating at home, and uh, thank God for the Instant Pot. That thing is amazing. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, I love cooking. I've always been yeah. kind of the cook in the family. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, like, our, our kids are older, uh, but our two youngest, uh, brother and sister, they share an apartment, and they were never really doing a lot of cooking. Now, yeah. they're not only cooking, they're inventing stuff. They're asking me about different uh, techniques and spices, yeah. and they're enjoying it. And to yeah. me... That's going to serve them for the rest of their life. As we get through this situation, yeah. that's yeah. going to stick with them, and it's going to serve them for the rest of their life. And I have to believe that's happening all across the, the country. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's well, some positivity in this, as long as we're not unemployed or sick. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, so far, so good. Right. And I cannot wait to get together with you and, uh, like you say, share a meal or yeah, like, or really do anything. You know. And you know what? If you want to give me a hug when I see you, you can give me a hug. I promise you yeah. that. Still, right. <laughs> Maybe we can check back in again with you here and uh, down the road a little bit in a few weeks as we see how things are developing and get another update from you. Wonderful. I, I love that. All right. Thanks for coming on the show today. Be safe, be well, and uh, thanks for all that you do. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.